We live longer when we're grateful. We live longer when we have dreams. And we live longer when we give to other people and not make it just about ourselves. That's Lewis House. And this is The Depression Detox Show. Hello! And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today as we have a new featured speaker, author, and host of one of the top-rated podcasts entitled The School of Greatness. And in his early podcast days, I would listen to a few of his interviews, and he would always end by asking his podcast guests something that he coined as the three truths, which were three lessons that his guests have known to be true after all of the years of experience. And in today's talk, he turns the mic to himself and shares his own three truths that he's learned as a result of all of his past experiences, including what he's learned from interviewing over 1,000 teachers and thought leaders. So without further ado, here's Lewis Howes. Enjoy. Truth number one. Again, this is, this is my last day, and this is all I could have to share to the world. This is what I would say, my three truths. Number one is to follow your dreams. Now, as a child, I remember feeling very lost as a child. I was sexually abused and raped by a man that I did not know when I was five years old, and that started it. Then my parents were always arguing and fighting. There was never really a sense of love and connection between them growing up. And I feel like they felt like they had to stay together because of their religion and to make it work for the kids. And I was the youngest of four kids. But I never saw an example of really what love and intimacy looked like from parents, from my parents. My brother went to prison when I was eight for four and a half years. So for those four and a half years, uh, there was no one else in my neighborhood who had gone to prison or that anyone knew about going to prison. Uh, So, you know, the whole uh, bad apple fall from the tree uh, analogy, none of the parents would allow their, their children to spend time with me. I remember at one point during this period of time, that I didn't have any friends, but there were two kids in the neighborhood who said, hey, do you want to join our club? And I said, yes, because I don't have any friends. So what's it going to take? They said, well, there's one of two options. You can, one, answer a question to see if you can join, you're smart enough to join the club, or two, pay money. And I didn't have any money, you know, I'm eight years old. And I said, okay, what are the questions? And there were two questions that they asked. I didn't know the answer to either one of these. Um, And so they said, sorry, you can't join the club unless you pay us money. So I walk home 
with my head down and asked my mom, hey mom, can I have some money? It was $5 at the time, which was a lot for me, eight years old. I said, can I have $5 so that I can go have friends? And so she gets quarters together and some pennies and puts them in a box. And I go back to this, their house and I'm in the club for a day and I give them the money. And I remember feeling so you know, shameful and just like a loser because I literally had to pay money to have two neighborhood boys be friends with me and add me in their club. I started to steal every single day in order to gain friends. I started to, every time I went to a store, first it was like a, a pack of um, baseball cards or basketball cards, then it was candy bars, then it was cigarettes. I was like, ooh, let me steal this pack of cigarettes. And then it became more and more jewelry, clothing, things like that. I got really good at stealing. And I was constantly acting up. And I remember I didn't have a dream. I didn't have anything good I was working towards. I didn't have anything in my mind that I thought I was capable of achieving. And there's research that shows that those with depression, when they have a dream or they have a goal, it helps eliminate depression, when we have something to wake up for, something bigger than ourselves, when we have a dream. It also shows when we have a dream, we increase our confidence by taking actions towards that dream. And it wasn't until I was about fifth or sixth grade when I started to develop the idea of dreams. And once I had these dreams of playing sports, playing in high school and college and professionally, then it gave me a mission every single day to wake up and work towards something. That mission gave me skills, gave me confidence. I started to develop relationships and actually didn't have to pay for friends anymore. What a concept. I was joining teams. I was surrounding myself with positive people who also had other dreams similar to mine. Without a dream, I could have seen myself continually stealing, continually doing bad things, and potentially ending up in prison like my brother had if I continued down that route without a dream. So for me, dreams are everything. They mean so much to me. And it's not for me whether or not I achieve the dream. It's what I learn and who I become in the pursuit of the dream. Now, yes, I want to achieve all my goals and all my dreams, but some of them haven't happened. And I look back and I say, you know what, at least the last 10 years or five years or two years of this journey of going after this dream, look at the relationships I've made, look at the lessons I've learned, look at how much I've grown. So follow your dreams, they matter because you matter. That's truth number one for me. Truth number two, be grateful. Man, was I an ungrateful punk my entire childhood. I was so ungrateful. I didn't have what I wanted. I didn't get what I thought I deserved. I didn't have the friends. I didn't have my parents' support. I didn't have, um, you know, the, I had like the hand-me-downs all the time because I was the youngest kid. I felt like the leftover kid. I felt like I didn't matter, and I was so ungrateful. I was the little squirt, brat, whatever you want to call it, I was that kid. I annoyed my older siblings beyond annoying. And it wasn't until I started to say, you know what? I got perspective. We started to have exchange students live with us 
from all around the world. We had seven different exchange students live with us when I was younger. And I remember hearing stories about how they grew up. And I was like, I couldn't believe some of the conditions that people were in. And as I started to travel the country and travel the world and be around people with far less than myself, but who were so happy, who were so grateful that they just had their family in a little hut living in the dirt. They were so grateful and happy to be in a community. They didn't have nice things. They, didn't ha they weren't able to travel. They weren't never going to come to America, but they had community. They had connection. They had their own sense of purpose, and they were so grateful. And I learned that, man, I've been so ungrateful for so many things in my life. And when I just changed my perspective, I became a much happier person by living in gratitude. And again, their research backs. When we live in gratitude, it's really hard to be angry, stressed out, uh, or depressed when we are grateful. Because we're so focused on the things we appreciate as opposed to the things that we don't have. And when we continue to focus on the things we don't have, we continue to bring more of that into our life, right? So gratitude is huge. And I, I started incorporating, because I can be the most negative human being in the world if I want to be. I can go back to that place of just negativity. And so I started to incorporate gratitude in my daily habits. Every morning when I wake up, I either say it to my girlfriend or I write it down what I'm most grateful for. It's like the first thing. The next thing, when I'm doing meetings with my team, we don't say anything until we say what we're grateful for. Each person goes around and says what they're grateful for. When someone calls my phone, the first thing I say is thanks for, the, for, for calling. Um, before you leave your message, tell me what you're grateful for. And if you don't, I won't call you back. <laughs> and at night, I always ask my girlfriend or whoever I talked to last, what's the three things you're most grateful for from today? because it doesn't matter how bad the day is, there's still so much to be grateful for. There's so much. We're healthy, living in America, we were fed, we have a nice place to live in. Whatever it may be, there's always something that we can put our attention on that brings us more joy as opposed to brings us negativity and anger. So I incorporate these habits because if I don't have the habits every single day in all these different areas of my life, I'm gonna be negative and I'm gonna bring that to my life. So very simple. Step number two, truth number two, is be grateful. Truth number three, and this is probably the most important for me, something I really didn't learn until about four, five, six years ago. I started to achieve all my dreams. I started to, every dream that I had when I realized the power of dreams, they all started to come true, except for maybe a few. But pretty much everything I set myself out to do, it happened. And I remembered feeling so ungrateful and unfulfilled within minutes after I achieved all these dreams. All state in multiple sports in high school, all American in two sports, uh, playing professional sports. I remember I was like a dream when I was on my sister's couch to make $1,000 and I did that and I was ungrateful. Then it was $5,000. I did that and I was ungrateful. Then it was $20,000 a month, $100,000. I need to make my first million. It was never good enough. I was always ungrateful, right? It was always like, why am I so upset and so unfulfilled when I'm achieving my dreams? And it leads me to point number three, truth number three, is to live in service. I was going after my dreams and I was committed and I was doing whatever it took, but I was doing it only for myself. It was to prove others wrong. It was to prove the kids that picked me last on the dodgeball court in, in fourth grade 
that I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to be something of myself and I'm going to be better than you. It was to prove the kids that I had to pay $5 to join their club so I could have friends that I'm going to prove you wrong about me. It was always to prove someone wrong as opposed to, you know, I wanted to put people down as opposed to lift people up. I wanted to achieve my dreams so that I could be right, they could be wrong. And when I finally realized like, wow, life isn't about just me, Lewis. It's not just about me achieving my dreams. It's about building up others around me. It's about how can I win and also make everyone else around me win in whatever that looks like for them. How could I create that? And I went to a workshop actually with um, Tony Robbins, like a private workshop for about 100 people about six months ago. And he had us, like, in true Tony fashion, he had us do a closed-eye process. And he said, think about the moments in the last three years where that brought you the most joy, where your heart was the fullest, where you felt so much love and acceptance and contribution and everything was blissful, where it felt like heaven on earth. And he had us close our eyes and there were three moments that literally came up for me. Only three moments. And that was me in Laos, Guatemala, and in Ghana, where I was building schools for kids. Kids who literally had nothing. They had nothing. They didn't have education, they had little hut houses, but they had this incredible sense of curiosity, of joy, of love, and of community. And when I had my eyes closed and I was thinking about the things that were, I was so grateful for were these moments where I was in service the most. The moments where I wasn't thinking about myself and how I could gain from something. It wasn't my dream. It was how can I give to someone else's dream? How can I support and improve someone else's life? And there's been research done at Stanford University that's actually funded by the Dalai Lama that talks about uh, contribution and altruism. And when we give to other people, we're actually coming together and creating such a bond of love and we improve our lives in the process and we improve our confidence and we live longer when we live to serve others or be in service or however you want to call it. To give to others, whatever you want to call it in your language. We live longer when we're grateful. We live longer when we have dreams and we live longer when we give to other people and not make it just about ourselves. So anytime I'm in a negative state, I'm in a uh, angry, frustrated, confused, hurt, I think of those things. Am I living my dream or following my dream? Am I grateful? And am I living in service? Or am I making it about myself? And I've heard a lot of truths over the last two and a half, three, four years from the people I've interviewed on my show. And for me, that's what's true to me. And I want to leave you guys with a story that I heard during the same time that I learned about being in service and how important this truth is. Many of you have probably heard this story. For me, it's, it's very powerful and simple. There's a, an old man walking on the beach and in the distance, he sees a boy throwing something into the water. And as he gets closer, he walks up on the shore and he sees that there's millions of starfish on the beach that have been washed up from a storm the night before. And as he gets closer to the boy, he goes up to the boy and says, boy, what are you doing? Why are you throwing starfish back in the ocean? And the boy looks to the old man and says, they got washed up. And if I don't pick them up and throw them back in, 
they're all going to die. And the old man looks at the boy and says, you're crazy. There's no way you're going to be able to do this before um, the tide goes back. And there's no way. They're all going to die. And the boy picked up one more starfish. He throws it back into the ocean. He says, but at least I made a difference to that one. And we all have an opportunity to make a difference. It doesn't have to be the world right now, but we can go out and make a difference to one person today. And for me, that's a great life. Big thanks to Lewis Howes for stopping by. I got this clip from YouTube and it is entitled, The One Question Athlete Turned Podcaster Lewis Howes Asked That Changed His Life. And if you'd like to connect with him, you can go to his website, lewishowes.com, which is also his Instagram and his YouTube. And his podcast is entitled The School of Greatness. And his latest book, which was released about two months ago, is entitled The Greatness Mindset, Unlock the Power of Your Mind and Live Your Best Life Today. And I'll have links to all the ways to connect with him and his work along with a link to today's entire talk. They will all be in the show description below so you can go and check that out. All right, that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I will see you back here Monday. So, Until then, stay strong. Later.